What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Found Bites, a game review series. My name is Brian, and I'll be your host. If you don't know about us, we're all about testing out and finding small, high-quality video games. This is a podcast that aims to respect your time and money as a gamer and a consumer by sifting through storefronts and sales to find the gems that may be worth your precious resources. If you're interested in reaching out or helping out, feel free to email us at foundbytesgrs at gmail.com, tweet at foundbytesgrs, and also rate and subscribe to us on whatever podcast feed you're using. If you're a developer who would like to participate in our Spotlight interview series of special episodes, please reach out through any of our channels. We would love to hear from you. And we're now on YouTube. So if you or someone you know prefers to listen to shows on YouTube, please recommend them Found Bites GRS on YouTube. All of our episodes will be available as thumbnail videos with audio synth animations, but we'll also be putting up the videos of the interviews we've done so far, as well as some other exclusive content. So check it out. But enough about the show. Let's get into our next game. Witchwood is the game for this week's episode. Witchwood is an adventure crafting game. And a lot of similarities to a game we talked about in our Tales and Sales episode, which is The Serpent Rogue. And I wasn't as high on The Serpent Rogue. I see a lot of similarities here. I think this game does it a lot better and a lot tighter. A lot of takes from Stardew Valley, A Short Hike, and a game called Cozy Grove. I have not played Cozy Grove yet, but I did buy it on Switch. But a lot of those sort of feel-good, positive games... Witchwood was released in December of 2021 on PC, Switch, PS4, and 5, Xbox One, X, and S. The game was developed by Alien Trap Games, and we know them very well because we reviewed Apotheon, which was their last game. So this is the first time we've had a repeat developer, so we like Alien Trap Games. The game was published by Whitethorn Games, which on their website says they're in the business of publishing cozy, pleasant games. So definitely this is right up that alley. And it was also published by Whisper Games, but I think they mainly did a couple localization ports for it. The game had physical releases. In June of 2022, Super Rare Games released uh, a physical edition that had a manual, some cards, etc. in the box. Uh, no special edition or anything like that. And that was released for Switch. And then in May of 2023, Limited Run had a PS4 and 5 release that was similar. It was the game box and it had a manual and I think maybe a couple other small goodies. The game was released at a price point of $19.99. Those physical editions, the Limited Run one is $34.99. I think they might be sold out. And the Super Rare Games is US equivalent of about $36. They may also be sold out as well. Runtime of the game, if you're... Going straight through, moving very quickly, it could take you about 11 hours. And if you're kind of taking your time, maybe, you know, really getting some resources, you know, padding your inventory, maybe over 14 or 15 hours. Me, I got this on sale on PlayStation for $11.99. And I've put in about five hours. The game's kind of in three phases, 
where you have to do like four major quests and I'm in the middle of the second phase. And in terms of recommendation, no one really recommended this game. I did see uh, a physical edition announced on Twitter and so that kind of piqued my interest because those games uh, tend to be fan favorites. And I remembered it was Alien Trap who did Apotheon and so I thought I should give this game a try. Let's talk gameplay for Witchwood. So just some basic overview stuff. The view is going to be like a top-down sort of, like your typical adventure game. It's going to be a lot of collecting and crafting, and it's pretty heavy on the questing in this game. So let's start with just some of your basic functions. You're going to be able to move your character pretty freely. If you're playing on console, you do it with the joystick. The majority of what you're going to be doing is interacting with different things. And the game is really good about telegraphing what you're going to interact with because it kind of highlights it with a nice little outline. And so some of the things you're going to interact with, a lot of NPCs you're going to talk to, some are just going to be like idle conversation. This person's clearly not that important. Or sometimes you'll actually go into like a dialogue. A lot of resources, you're going to be picking things up off of the ground and they'll be highlighted so you'll know what you're picking up they're going to be ingredients that are there there are going to be different objects in the environment or enemies that you're going to use specific items on so you'll like queue up what item is highlighted on your quick inventory and then you'll interact with it you'll also get tools or weapons like you'll get a shovel you get an axe and if you have those ready in your inventory like you'll be able to use them on the highlighted object if they require that you're also going to get pretty early on what's called the witch eye sense where basically it kind of pauses the game and it like glosses over the screen and you'll be able to run your cursor along and highlight anything and just get information about it like if it's you know a specific object any kind of information if there's a person like what their motivation might be or what they're looking for if there's an enemy like what weakness it might have or something like that and so it's kind of nice for accessibility like you can kind of pause the game and really just get help or information on anything progressing through this game is very straightforward it is all quest based in the very beginning of the game you're going to get a quest that's going to tell you exactly what you have to do it could be the simplest thing in the world it could be that you get multiple quests at the same time which is what's going to happen for the majority of the time but whenever you get a quest or multiple quests they may start out simple but you're going to find out that they're going to be multi-tiered it's going to be like pulling a thread on a sweater if the quest says you have to go talk to this guy and find out what happened well then you find out that you need to go do three other things from that so there's going to be a lot of tree branching or scaffolding for a lot of these quests and to progress through the game like i talked about there are sort of three phases in the game and in each of these phases you're going to have to do multiple quests kind of in bulk and you'll need to complete all of them to advance to the next phase of the game so there's really no sort of main quest or side quest it's sort of like you just got to do all of these things to move on 
And what's interesting about these quests is you're going to get, like I said, multiple at a time, and they're extremely intertwined. So in the first phase, you're going to get four quests where you have to, you know, find these four individuals. And you're not going to be able to just focus on one and then finish it and then do the next one. They're going to be intertwined and folded in. So you're going to need something from another quest line to do this quest line. And so there's really a lot of sort of intertwining and, and synergy going on there. And a lot of this is going to involve finding NPCs. It may be picking up certain resources to craft certain things and then to use those crafted resources to craft bigger things. So there's going to be a lot of branching off. In this game, there are going to be multiple realms or areas. And as you pace through the game, you're going to unlock some of them. So in the first phase of the game, there's, I think, maybe three different areas that you're going to access. And then when you graduate from that phase and go on to the next phase, you'll start to get introduced to other realms. And there are shortcuts. So when you're in these realms, you'll be able to find shortcuts that allow you to travel quickly between them. And it's very similar to God of War, like the realm between realms. Like you'll go to this place that has like nine portals and then the portal back to your house. So you can travel quickly between them and I find that really nice. But these realms are just like giant screens that you can walk on, that you can explore and sort of like unclear the map. Kind of like a, like a CRPG, almost like Baldur's Gate or something like that. In terms of pacing and completing these quests, a lot of what you're going to be doing is learning about items and seeing how they're intertwined or how they might be needed for multiple different quests. You're going to be using your tools a lot and you're going to be finding them from NPCs. You get pretty much all of your tools early on in that first phase. And my suggestion in this first phase is to explore a lot because the game can be overwhelming in the beginning. There are some really nice tutorials for crafting things or picking up resources or using your tools to break things open and things like that. And it is fairly simple, but it does throw a lot of things at you at once. But the good thing is it kind of lays the groundwork so that you can use all of these same things and apply them to just about anything in all the other realms. Like I said, a lot of what you're going to be doing is collecting and crafting. So every quest or aspect of a quest is going to need one or multiple items for you to find in order to resolve that aspect of the quest and then you'll be allowed to then continue on with what you were trying to do or now you have more information or you're able to do more in that particular quest but it's going to be i need these three things or i need these two things go get them or go craft them and whatnot and so a lot of it is going to revolve around getting these items and so there are a lot of different quote-unquote types of items that are going to wind up in your inventory so the basic one is just loose forage so you're going to find a lot of things that are just sitting on the ground and you can pick up willy-nilly there are going to be things like i said you're going to need a tool to maybe break open or to be able to forage or to catch something and then from those sort of basic resources you're going to be able to craft an ingredient and that ingredient might work to craft something bigger it might be that you're crafting sort of an enemy trap and then so you have enemy drops when you put this trap down so a lot of your basic ingredients are either going to be found right on the ground or you're going to need to do something or use something or craft something to get these things and what's also interesting is a lot of the things that you'll find are going to be realm specific so what you forage in like the forest it's not going to be the same as what you forage in like the fields or what you cut 
with the shears in the forest is not going to be the same as what you need to cut with the shears in the swamp or something like that. Okay, so there's a lot of variation there. And again, your witch sense, being able to kind of pause the screen and move the cursor around and look at everything and get information is going to be really good guidance. So whenever you get a new part of a quest or figure out that you need to get something or you need to craft something, you'll immediately get the recipe for it. So if you're looking for certain things or if things are on the screen, you can use that witch sense to kind of give you some guidance. Like, how am I going to forge this? How can I break this? How do I interact with this? If it's an enemy and I need something from that enemy, again, show the weakness of the enemy. And then you'll have to find out, okay, I need to craft that thing. If it's a particular object that is sitting there that needs a certain interaction, you're going to get that information by looking at the witch sense. And when you go into your inventory and look at some of your recipes, it'll tell you if you have the ingredient or not. And then when you look at it, it'll tell you where it's located. So if you don't have a particular ingredient, it'll say it's located in the swamp. And then you can kind of sleuth a little bit, put two and two together, because if it's something that is like bug blood or bug juice or something like that, you might think to yourself, okay, if I go to this location it's telling me, I'm probably going to have to like use a trap on a bug or something like that. And even in the things that you craft, it's going to tell you what it's used for in the menu. So everything is very transparent. It's like you have a compendium right in front of you. You're never really lost for how to do certain things. All of this with the quests and the crafting, it's very layered and diversified. So it really forces you to visit and be active in like multiple realms at the same time because you're going to need to go back and forth. You're gonna need resources from all of these different realms to craft things for each of the quests. So it's not gonna be like, oh, for this one quest, everything you need is in this realm. So you're gonna be kind of jumping back and forth. And so I do suggest that you forage a lot. If you see things that can be broken open and you have that tool, just do it while you're walking by. It doesn't take long, the animation's pretty quick. And so that's gonna save you a lot of headache of like, oh, I didn't forage enough of that, now I need to go back and get more. Because especially throughout the whole game, you're going to need a lot of these resources, even from the beginning realms. And what's really nice is that everything responds pretty quickly, like maybe within a span of a few minutes. So you might pick up a certain leaf right on the ground, and then you might walk over to the other side of that realm and talk to a couple people, and then by the time you go back, it's already respawned in the same spot. And it's not just like, oh, they're very few and far between. They're pretty abundant, but there's such a wide variety of things that you can forage or break open that it's not going to be like, oh, here's a patch of leaves, and there's like 10 of them. It's going to be like, you know, every few feet, there might be a wood plank or a leaf, and then you keep going, and it's like, okay, maybe over here there's a couple more. I will say in terms of the availability of a lot of these resources that you forage, there's a pretty equal proportion to the availability and accessibility of it and how often you're going to need it. So something like wood being available, like there are a lot of things that wood is used for and you're going to find it pretty much everywhere. You're gonna find a lot of loose logs of wood, but then you're gonna find these bigger things that you hit the ax with it and it'll pop open a lot. So the availability is high for that because the need for it is high. But certain things like from birds or from bugs that you have to use a trap for, you're not going to need them as much, but you will need them sometimes even when you don't expect it. So it's good to understand sort of like the how that's proportioned out. And just a note about the quests, if you're not really foraging a lot or consistently, things can get a bit cumbersome because 
if you have to keep jumping back and forth, it's going to start to feel fetchy. Like, oh, I was just there. Why didn't I grab like 10 of those things? I passed so many of them. So it's going to be this constant thing where you should just keep foraging uh, to kind of save yourself back and forth a lot. But I will say the realms themselves are pretty small and easy to navigate and run around in. Um, and it's quick access, especially with a lot of those shortcuts. In terms of enemies and objects that you're going to interact with, each realm kind of has like these categorized interactions that you're going to have in each realm. Like there's going to be things that you need to break open with the axe or need to cut with the shears. And so tool use is going to be something that's very consistent and sort of categorized. And there's going to be like a certain flying bug or bird in each of these realms. And it's going to require you to craft something to kill it or to interact with it. Sometimes these are unique. Sometimes like there isn't something like this in every realm. But for the most part, there's a lot of overlap. And what's even nicer is there's multi-use. So it's not like, oh, everything that you find in this realm is only going to be good for things related to this quest. Like, you're going to find very basic things like campfire stuff or, or something like that. Or, like I said, wood, which is going to be available pretty much everywhere. And you're going to need to use it a lot. So there are a lot of sort of universal multi-use things like that. And so I think that's a positive because it doesn't overcomplicate things. But again, if you have to keep going for wood, it might get a little bit repetitive. In terms of your inventory, you have eight slots that sit at the bottom of the screen. And that's for like your quick slots. Like you can go through it with the D-pad and use it now. So I put a lot of my tools here because if I'm interacting with things or if I see something that I can use a tool to interact with, I don't have to go into the inventory and pop it in and pop it out. There's also health potions that you can craft and I put these here as well as some of the specific enemy traps depending on the realm that I'm in. When you're in the inventory, it can be a little clunky to kind of swap items in and out of quick slots. I would love like just a remove button. You know, I'm a big From Software player, so if I go to my quick slots, I would like to just quickly remove what's there, but I have to like swap it, so it can be a little clunky. Um, but it's not really that major of a complaint. And you can look at all of your recipes. Like I said, this is where you're going to get a lot of that information of your required ingredients for your recipes and what you're trying to craft and where they are located to kind of help you find them quicker. You can also look at the map. The map is really informative. It is more just like a zoomed out version of the map. So it's not like you have to translate landmarks or anything like that. But there are a lot of points of interest that are very helpful. So these might be like the location of an NPC. It might be a point that you use to travel between realms. It might be the location of like a quick travel spot or quest location. So that's going to be a major thing that you see. And then there'll be like sort of an icon for which quest it's related to. And then if you highlight over it, it'll give you kind of a blurb about what's here. In terms of accessibility, I feel like the game in general is pretty simple. Like I said, it's a lot of crafting, it's a lot of questing, but there's no combat or anything like that. It's very low pressure, low stakes. It encourages you to kind of explore and take your time and gather a lot of resources. You do have health and you can get hit by enemies, but there's really not combat situations. If there's something that's aggressive, you really just need to find out its weakness and then craft that thing and go over and use it on them. But otherwise, like, there'll be indications that, like, an enemy will attack you. Like, skulls will pop up. Like, you're aggroing them. And you just need to basically run away. I have not died in this game. I have lost health points. 
but I just use a potion to get back up to full health. So I don't know what happens when you die. Uh, I can't imagine the consequences are that dire because again, I feel like it's very low stakes in this game. Definitely a focus on exploration, crafting, and kind of some sleuthing about like, I need this type of thing from a dragon. I guess I better find a dragon or something like that. Let's talk about the vibe of Witchwood. So let's start with just some general themes and settings. It's kind of a fairy tale mashup. It gives me a little bit of like Shrek vibes, but not so much in terms of like the hostile back and forth. It is kind of dark. It feels like medieval times. You know, there's a forest, there's a village with different cobblestone houses and homes. There's a field of farms. There's also magic. Obviously, you're like quick traveling through portals and you are a witch hence Witchwood. There's a lot of anthropomorphizing animals and kind of just the coexistence, like it's no big deal. Again, that's where I feel like kind of the Shrek vibe comes in, where it's just like you've got humans, and then you've got elves, and then you've got bugs flying around, and then you've got a bear, and then you've got an ox who owns a farm, and, you know, and everything's just kind of normalized. It's really interesting. There is also some possible mythology crossovers, but there is some kind of vibe where, like, you feel this might be an alternate universe, or there's some kind of allegory going on. I got similar vibes with a game called Transistor that we reviewed, although by the end of Transistor, it turned out that that wasn't the case. But I like when games are like, maybe there's something more to this, and I kind of feel that in this game. There's an interesting play on morality because your quests involve like going after these quote-unquote bad people or stopping them or they need to be sort of quelled. But it's not really clear that this is the right thing to do or like there is this real moral imperative it's just kind of tiptoeing around it and pushing you in a certain direction but it doesn't really get into why you need to do this or why this is the good thing and and i kind of am intrigued by that ambiguity because there's this aspect of like souls and like saving souls and you know but i feel like there's a curtain there there might be a little deception and just there's a lot of general positivity in this game a lot of it roots from your character and the way that they interact with other things like you seem like a pretty positive person and there's a lot of silliness and some humor in the dialogue. I really do enjoy some of the back and forth dialogue with some of the characters. Just kind of lighthearted and positive and, and really just enjoyable. Visually, this game is absolutely stunning. So many colors. What you will find right away is just the uniqueness in the environment. Not necessarily the different environments being unique from each other, but just when you're in the forest, what the trees look like are just so interesting. Like their stems are very prominent and kind of off-centered in a very strange but beautifully artistic way. I love the way things are just portrayed in this game. Just general nature. Nothing's really taken for granted. And you have this strange angular view, almost like there's a paper cutout feel. It's not quite Paper Mario, but it does go after that like some of the bushes are like flat 2d things that you can just walk right behind but it's obvious that there's that the art in this game is very carefully constructed and nothing's really thrown away like i said the effort that was taken to make these trees so unique and interesting it's just like a background set piece but it adds so much 
character and so much charm. When you get to the village, like these houses and these buildings, like they're clearly imperfect. And maybe it's because you're looking at it kind of from an angle. It's like a crooked nose or something like that. Like the second floor or like the roof is at a weird angle. But it just adds so much character that like this is this quirky environment or this quirky world. And, you know, something's a bit off and it's a little strange, but it's warm. The characters, the enemies, the objects... Everything is always alive and kind of fidgeting and moving. There are definitely a lot of caricatures. NPCs, but also the enemies that you interact with. Like, there's a lot of elves, there's fairies, there's bandits, and these bugs. Like, they're very caricatured. It's the elves, like, when they're walking around, like, they're doing a little jig. And it's like, this is clearly an elf, and it's very silly, but it's it's kind of wholesome that it's there. And each realm that you come across is unique, especially in its palette and its feel. The color palettes are very different. Obviously, when you get to the swamp, it's like, you know, a bit drab and gray, but there's some really powerful greens. When you get to the field, like it's very yellow, you can see like this wheat plant and it's golden. And a lot of the environments kind of are uplifting and sunny. In terms of audio, the synergy that goes along with the visuals and the audio is really remarkable, especially when it comes to things like proximity. Like I said, you're going to have like these things walking around, whether it's enemies or characters, especially like if an elf goes by, like he's doing a little jig. and But when he gets close to you, you hear him like, oh, da, 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 like, like, oh, there's this little elf, like he's there. NPCs or characters when they're walking by, like they're doing this humming thing, like these sound effects for bugs and things like that. It really brings up that level of charm and the feel. And just the music in general, I feel like is very simple. It captures sort of this whimsy, this innocence, almost like this childlike vibe. And it kind of goes along with this fairy tale idea of like, things are okay, like things are moving and like there are these quirky characters and, you know, they're charming. And that coupled with like this kind of vague understanding of morality, I feel like there's a chance that things can really flip here or become more interesting and not just kind of surface level. Uh, and I really enjoy that potential. But definitely the music brings that warmth and that life in the world. Really, really enjoying the, the audio and visual synergy there. Let's wrap up the conversation about Witchwood. This is a beautiful game. It is extremely wholesome. Definitely on the lines of those feel-good games, those cozy games. It's not an intense game. It's not stressful. It's not meant to stress you out. I think this game is a great palate cleanser. If you're somebody who's like, you know, a hardcore, like AAA gamer or whatnot, this is a nice relaxing time. It's very on par with like a short hike or Stardew Valley. And if those are certain games that are really your jam, I think this is going to be right up your alley. For me personally, I'm not trying to push through this game. It's something that I will come back to. But I will say if you're someone who's like an RPG vet, you'll definitely notice like that quests can get a bit repetitive, a bit fetchy, since that's really all there is um, that might deter some people. I really loved seeing this world and sort of the life and the charm in it, and I think it has a lot to offer. 
in terms of value, I think $20 is a really good value for the quality here and the quantity of what you're getting. For me, it's not something that is like my top in terms of genre or anything like that. I would say that for me, it would have to be on sale under 15 for my taste, hence I got it at $11.99. But I really think this is a good experience and I think that you should try this game, especially if you love sort of these warm games or feel good games, or even just looking for, you know, kind of a palate cleanser of just like something nice to settle into and maybe not bulldoze through, but sort of take your time and like come back to it and come back to this positive vibe. So I really do like this game and I do recommend it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode to see what new game we found for you.